here at Proclivity, we cry together. Oh, yes. Not not only do we cry with our clients, but we also cry with each other. So if you'd like a good cry, come on down to 712 South Center Street in Reno, Nevada, and we'll cry with you. Hey, what's happening, you guys? And welcome back to the Proclivity Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Cochran. I'm here with the incredible co-host, Emily Rodella. She's a superstar. Everyone's trying to get her signature. You remember the <laughs> time? Do you remember the time that you realized that you were a superstar? <laughs> I still don't know if I'm a superstar. I appreciate it. But yes, I think I know what you're talking about. You're getting your hair cut. <laughs> and you met one of our alumni for the first time in 3D. I like saying 3D because we're 2D right now. <laughs> and she got shaky and she got blushed in the face because she was meeting a superstar. <laughs> and I was all confused why she was you that. Were confused. Why? Yeah. <laughs> well, get used to your stardom. You guys, we're so happy that you are here today. We appreciate you so, so much that you put your trust in us to be able to deliver the information that we have for you. Again, we want to deliver information that is simple, that's tactful, that you can apply today. And so that's what we're going to do. And today what we're talking about is allergies. We're moving into the springtime. And so we are going to be talking about, was that a little bit of sniffle? It was a little sniffle. <laughs> That's, that was very well-timed. That was well-timed. <laughs> We're going to be talking about allergies today. What are allergies? We're going to be talking about why we have allergies. We're going to be talking about histamine. You guys have heard antihistamine. We're going to talk about histamines. We're also going to talk about what helps to reduce your allergies. Instead of just popping antihistamines, Benadryls all the time, we're going to give you some really simple tools to help when it comes to your allergies. And then, of course, we're going to leave you with our top three suggestions to reduce your allergies. So this is going to be fun. If you've got allergies right now and you're listening to this, you're going to be like, oh, hallelujah. Thank you. Proclivities coming through once again. Yes, we are. That's what we do. So without further ado, let's dive right into it. Emily as we always like to do, always binary correct. What are allergies? Yeah, allergies are simply any response by your immune system, right? So typically what we see it, uh, are the symptoms, itching, hives, uh, throat tightness, rapid heart rate, anxiety actually, um, runny nose, heart palpitations for some people, headaches, mm. fatigue, confusion, um, asthma is a big one. I just heard, I believe 25 million Americans have asthma, which is a big number. Whoa. Um, and for some people, digestive upset and heartburn can show up and that could be a, a sign of allergies, of course. Dang. I mean, most people are going to, most people are going to, uh, relate allergies to sniffly nose and itchy eyes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yet. I mean, we're talking, hey, if you're having some skin conditions, oh, yeah. those could be allergies, right? 
heart mm-hmm. palp- palpitations, anxiety, hypertension. These all can be signs of your, your common springtime kind of allergy stuff going on. Yeah, it's a response from your immune system when it goes, hey, there's a foreign invader. Or it, see, it sees whatever it may be as a foreign invader, right? So that could be something as simple as seasonal allergies, right? So that could be sagebrush for some people. For others, that could be uh, a protein in their gut, right? Especially if you have, we'll get into this, but if you have leaky gut, it's getting into your bloodstream. And so your body sees that as a foreign invader because it's not supposed to be there. So there's all Mm. forms, all sorts of quote unquote foreign invaders that your body may see and and want to have a response to, to to get rid of it. Mm. So the, the allergy of gluten for me Mm -hmm. is one, correct? Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. And this, this is something that I lived with for years and years, probably four or five years without really tuning in. I was just thinking like, oh, it's, you know, I had something bad that I ate the other night and so on and so forth. I just wasn't tuned in. This was in my early twenties, you guys. And it wasn't until I went, Oh, let me eliminate this that I realized like, Oh, this was a constant irritation to my body. Mm -hmm. I was living in constant inflammation and irritation Mm -hmm. and it was causing all these different things. Mm -hmm. So interesting. So when people start having these physical signs from these allergies, whether it's seasonal allergies, whether it's from our food, whether it's from, I mean, it can be the stuff that we're putting on our skin too as well, right? Mm-hmm. 100%. What is the typical treatment that people are going to do if they start feeling this, like what maybe they get a little skin rash, right? Nose is running, mm-hmm. inflammation, uh, upset stomach. What, what, what are they going to do about it? What's the typical things? Yeah, the typical things are uh, medications, right? Like the antihistamine, uh, the steroid shots, inhaler, right? If you have asthma, those kinds of things. But again, the, that's that Band-Aid treatment. It's going to help in the moment. It's like taking an antacid for heartburn. It's going to help in the moment, but it's not treating the root cause. So that's something we definitely are going to dive into today of like, hey, what's actually at play here? Well, and I'm curious about this as uh, I don't know, we've talked about this on the podcast or not, but the, over the last six months, I started having a rash underneath my, my eye, a little bit under my, mostly on my left eye and then a little bit on my right. And then a little bit on like the corners of my nose. So if anybody mm-hmm. else is out there that, that's had this, um, I feel for you. And when I talked to my general practitioner, they, uh, prescribed to me antibiotics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that normal, right? Oh, I got a little skin condition, antibiotics. Uh, to me, no, because <laughs> as we'll talk about today, I don't see, so I see antibiotics as something to help if you're in a serious situation that is, uh, that it's absolutely needed, right? For skin conditions, there's, again, that's a Band-Aid and a, a sweep all of like, hey, let's just let's try this and see if it works. But there's so many poor consequences and at specifically antibiotics are going to feed that negative cycle of continued allergies, continued reactions, unfortunately. Mm. So we want to get to the root cause and actually suppress any symptoms from arising in the future, right? Not just right now, right? Because if you were just taking these medications, the steroids, the inhaler, that's just helping right now. And it's not getting to that, like I said, that root cause. And it's just mm-hmm. suppressing your immune system further and further. 
and and the topical steroids is the same kind of thing if we were talking about like a skin rash or some, something else right that the doctors might give is like hey here's a topical steroid Right. Yeah. That's the one that I could see being used more often because sometimes we need to break that the cycle of inflammation, right? To give our body a chance to rest for a minute while it recuperates, mm. but not from what I understand, it's being still prescribed too much, right? Where we still need to address the root causes, right? So we need both mm. if we need that as well. And, and when we're talking about these symptoms coming up, they're usually coming through the skin, right? So the mucus through the nose, throat, eyes, uh, uh, face. Why is that? Cause if that's the only way, so if you're not detoxing through your, your poop and pee, right. If you're not going to the bathroom, that's all, another way that we don't think of, but that's one way, but then also through our skin. And sometimes that's the only way for our body to do it. If we're not doing it and helping our liver do it by itself. And so mm -hmm. it's our biggest organ. It's like, Hey, let's push it out one way or another. If it's not through our bowel movements and through our skin, it's one of the easier ways to do it. Right, right. And so it would make somewhat sense, at least for the skin condition that I've been having, is that during the wintertime, I wasn't sweating as much either. Right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm inside, it's cold, right? I really went into more of like a strength base during the winter. So I wasn't doing high intensity workouts. I wasn't, we weren't running as much. And when we were running, it was Tuesday. So of course, it was freezing cold, <laughs> snowing in our face. Um, that that would have a play into as well because the body's not detoxing by sweating out, right? Correct. Yeah. So we're not sweating as much and we're not getting exposed to the sun, which the sun exposure is beneficial for so many reasons. But of course, being able to formulate vitamin D um, and getting all the benefits of sunlight to help our body uh, strengthen the immune system and to detox mm -hmm. better. So a couple of things mm -hmm. that play there. Is and, and I don't know if you know this or not. I was just thinking about this the other day. It is sunlight in itself like an antimicrobial? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if you could call it that. But for example, I know people who have eczema or certain rashes where it goes away in the sun or they only have the rash under their clothing and it stops immediately where it gets to like under, you know, on your arms where you're exposed. Mm. So I don't know if I'd I, that's a good question. I don't know if I'd call it that, but it works in a similar way. It helps a lot. Right. Right. Cause I mean, I can tell you one thing, you know, even though the rash under my eye, it's gotten slowly better and better, but the more I've sweat and the more I've gotten into the sunlight, yep. the better it has become. Yeah. And it's actually, I think of, um, like laundry, if you have smelly laundry, you put it out in the sun, it does kill certain things. So you, you could be, could be right. Am I onto something here? Yes. Yes. I think so. <laughs> yes. I'm going to take that. Okay. So let's move on. We kind of understand what, what's going on in terms of allergies and the symptoms that it's creating, how, how we generally treat it. Why, why do we have allergies? Like what's the understanding here? Let's talk a little bit about the histamine. And if people don't know what histamine, we hear a lot of antihistamine. Yet, what is histamine, antihistamine, so on and so forth? Yeah, so allergies, the root cause, it comes from some sort of immune dysfunction or dysregulation. And that's going to be different for everyone. Yet, there's different main categories that we can go over. <clears throat> so the big one, and, and before actually I get there, there in within these categories is histamine, right? When we have these reactions or our body's like, oh, there's a foreign invader. Oftentimes, histamine is a good thing, can help. Um, be like, Hey, there's something going on here. Right. 
But what happens for some people is it's not moderate. It's, it's, uh, overdone or our body can't methylate certain things properly. And so it just gets blown out of proportion. So the way I think mm. of it, it's like inflammation, right? It can be like too, inf too much inflammation. Gotcha. Um, it's a good way to think about it. And so we'll get into that in a moment, but the main, the main categories for why your immune system would be dysfunctioning would be number one, gut issues, right? So there's a lot under this umbrella of, okay, why is our gut not functioning properly? One, stress, mm -hmm. right? We've talked about this before in the gut-brain access. When we're stressed, our gut is affected, right? And if we're chronically stressed, we can have HPA axis dysregulation, and that's going to cause our immune system to be uh, suppressed, right? Mm -hmm. There's uh, refined foods that's going to cause gut issues or gut imbalances, right? A lot of times if we're eating too many refined foods, we're getting um, foods that are not meant to be in our system, like the seed oils or sugar. Um, oftentimes that's paired with a low fiber diet. We need lots of uh, fiber and different types of fiber to populate the gut microbiome properly and have a healthy gut. Um, we're not getting perhaps enough probiotics, right? That's another thing that helps populate the gut. Mm. We could, this is very common actually, we could have some kind of gut dysbiosis or a fungal overgrowth or H. pylori, so some, some kind of infection in the gut that's just not being addressed, right? So if you have chronic gut issues, you've done paleo, you've cut out a lot of these things, but you're still having those, you're, it's very likely you have one of these things. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so that's where you'd want to go to the functional medicine practitioner or some gut specialist and get those things tested to see what is going on there so we can address that. Um, like I mentioned before, it could be a methylation issue where you're not uh, assimilating that histamine properly. So there's a buildup, which leads to these symptoms of like the hives or the headaches for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there's also within the histamine umbrella too, there's genetic reasons why you can't break it down for whatever reason. And so you want to get to the root cause of what's going on in the gut, specifically against stress, refined foods, not enough plant fibers, dysbiosis, right? Infections, mm -hmm. methylation mm -hmm. issues. And this is where a functional medicine practitioner can really go in and be like, Hey, you have, this is a red flag or it's not right. And yeah. you can start there. So that's all under the umbrella of gut issues. Well, and, and I want to touch on that because I mean, I see, you know, I know that there's other pieces that we're going to jump into here, yet I want to make sure that everyone listening really tunes in. One of the first things that Emily talked about was stress. You want to mess your gut up as quick as you possibly can. It's stress. And what's so interesting about this, because we work with so many hard chargers, moms, dads, so on and so forth, that they don't want to address the stress because the stress is the story. The story is something that's been sticking around for a real long time. And that's real deep work. Mm -hmm. I don't want to deal with that. So let me find all the other issues. Let me take the probiotics. Let me go on this diet. And yet they still aren't finding results. Mm-hmm. And this is what we've talked about in the past in the gut brain access that what's going on in here, guys, up in your head is going to be affecting your stomach. Yeah. And to and be fair, I don't think people or know that's part of it. Right. And so that's part of our job is to help surface that. Yep. Exactly. And that's why I'm coming back to this guys. So you can hear this 
and that the techniques that we apply in the proclivity method, both mentally and physically, are addressing a lot of these gut issues. Because what we're not realizing is the high amounts of refined foods that we're having, the amount of sugars that we're having, the very low amount of fiber that we're having. And we're trying to solve it by taking some AG1, some athletic greens. Okay. We're trying to solve it by being able to take two scoops of collagen. Y'all, if you're at that point right now, please book a clarity call just for one hour and we'll help you in 45 minutes. We'll point you in the right direction or we'll give you our PDF to metabolic flexibility and just follow those three tips to metabolic flexibility and you'll start feeling better nine times out of 10, Yeah, nine times out of 10 before you even start getting to a functional medicine doctor mm -hmm. hit the baseline before, because again, we've seen this too, Emily from clients, go to see the doctors, go see the specialists, go see. And yet they still are having issues. Yeah, for sure. Mm. I couldn't agree more. Yeah. First get the lowest hanging fruit, the foundations, right. Of what you just mentioned. And that's exactly what we do. So, uh, <laughs> not to toot our own horn, but really it, you've got to address that first before you get to everything else. Right. So I wish I had us as a resource when I was going through my health issues in my early twenties, which is exactly why we do what we do. But yeah. That's a good point. Dang, right. Dang right. Okay. So we, we touched how there's some immune dysfunction within the gut. What else might be affecting us when it comes to allergies? Yeah. So there's something called the hygiene hypothesis that was, that came about in the eighties as to why people were getting more and more allergies. And it's just, it's the idea that we're, we're perhaps being too clean, right? So we're washing our hands too much. We're not exposing <sighs> ourselves to enough <laughs> microbes because the way our immune system grows in a healthy way is to get exposed to certain things. So it builds up, it learns from those microbes and it, in a, in a sense, builds up a tolerance to those for later in life or in general. And so if we decrease the exposure to different things like, again, dirt, to pets, to different uh, plants, um, it can lead to a weakened immune system. And so mm. there is a time and place for getting your hands dirty, literally. Um, having a pet growing up is known to help kids uh, have a healthier immune system and gut. Um, and so there's, you know, thinking about that, am I, am I sanitizing my hands every single day, several times a day? That could be affecting your immune system. Are you saying we didn't have hand sanitizer a hundred years ago? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. This is not to say, guys, you shouldn't wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Yet there's been a lot of fear around mm -hmm. washing hands and antimicrobial and mm -hmm. all of this stuff when, hey, it's okay. It's okay to get hands a little dirty. Yeah. And, and I, you know, especially of course in the past few years, and if you have a kid, you know, a lot of the sicknesses have been even more rampant or just increased, um, the past couple of years since then. And my hypothesis is this, right? We were so scared when the pandemic came, which understandably, right. We didn't know what to, mm -hmm. what was happening, course, but, um, perhaps a lot of us were, yeah, over cleaning a lot of people staying indoors, right. It's a double whammy. And then if you got sick on top of that would be the antibiotics because you're wiping out all the diverse microbiome that is needed for the healthy gut and healthy immune system. So 
very important. Think, so think about it, guys. Just yeah. think about it. It's so it's, it's okay to be a little dirty. Mm-hmm. All right. What else? Yeah. So two more two more categories. So environmental, right? So not just right the seasonal allergies you think of in terms of like the plants, the trees, the pollen, but things like mold, right? Is there mold in your house? Um, are you washing your like simple things like are you washing your towels enough? Um, chemical exposure. So whether that be in our beauty products, cleaning products, um, right? Simple as like spray in the bathroom. Joel and I've talked about this. <laughs> Chemicals in the products you are surrounded with daily mm. could be air pollution, right? Your makeup, perfume, all those little things that add up. And to your body, it's it's a harmful invader, right? So it's like, what is this? And that can mm-hmm. be causing some some issues as well. And in our food, right? All the crazy added ingredients and chemicals that are added to our food. It's a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last category being, right, well, it, this is involved in the gut health as well. But in general, cr- if you have chronic poor sleep, if you're not on a proper circadian rhythm and it's you're getting to sleep at midnight one night, 8 p.m. the next night, 3 a.m. the next night, you're not getting sun exposure in the morning and then you're exposed to bright lights at night, that's not helpful. Our circadian rhythm it is so profound in how it affects our overall body. It affects all of our cells on the day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So that is a huge one that not a lot of people think about that can be affecting our overall health and specifically our immune system. So sleep, circadian rhythm, light exposure. Okay, let's break this down. So are you saying that if I had eight hours of sleep, I hydrated appropriately, I kept my stress low because I addressed the scary things in my head that I got outside, maybe even put my feet in the dirt (laughs) and that I ate fruits, vegetables, and meats that I would be, I would be pretty allergy free. Yep. That's the idea. Weird. Okay. Some people may be listening like, (laughs) who knows? Actually, I'm not going down that road. <laughs> let's go. Let's go now to we've addressed the allergies. We've addressed where they may be coming from. Okay. How do we reduce the allergies? How do, what are the steps that we should start taking other than what I just said, getting, you know, butt naked, exposed to the sun, walking <laughs> in a meadow. No, I left out the butt naked part. Okay. What, you are, know, you know. what are, if you know, you know, Okay. <laughs> What are some things that we can do to reduce our allergies? So first and foremost is how are we managing our stress? As Joel said, are we pushing it to the side? Are we shoving it down and allowing our body to, to bottle it up, right? Because the more we do that the and the less we let it out, we expose it, we feel it, the more our central nervous system becomes under stress and our immune system is affected the same way. It becomes more and more suppressed. So number one is stress. And that could be, a, you know, going to do story work, right? Seeing a therapist can be setting better boundaries with work or certain family members or friends, uh, your work schedule, right? adjusting whatever it is that makes you feel that tightness in your chest or anxiety or rushed, <laughs> that rush mm-hmm. feeling. We need to address that first because as we've mentioned before, going to affect our gut health and our the majority of our immune system lives in our gut. So that's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. 
aside from the stress part, right? The sleep, all the other things that's going to help with our better gut health and immune health are sleep, exercise, quality foods, right? So getting that diverse uh, fibers, whether it be uh, vegetables, fruits, um, all of those things are going to help create a diverse gut microbiome, which is extremely helpful. And then again, if you've gone through all this, you've, you've gone through some story work with Joel or some language stuff or seen a therapist for years and you feel like you're really making progress on the stress management side with all the things mentioned above, then we can go to, right, okay, is there any food triggers, right? Are there any other environmental triggers? Then you can do an elimination diet and that could be simple, right? 30 to 60 days of eliminating a food that you think might be a trigger. If you, if you see something great, then you know, if you don't, okay, then maybe we go to something else or then we go in to see that functional medicine practitioner and be like, Hey, can I just get a, a stool test done to rule out or see if there's any infection, um, like H pylori or, um, gut, like the imbalances of gut microbiota or dysbiosis, whatever it may be, right? There's lots of different things for some people that actually isn't talked about a lot, parasites, right? Especially if you've traveled abroad or eat mm. a lot of pork actually. So there could be some little random things that are lingering because we haven't addressed that. That'd be, again, a great time to see a practitioner. Um, and then what we want to also avoid, as I mentioned before, right? Cleaning too much. Take a look at the products in your house. Can you start swapping them out for less harmful um, cleaners? Again, whether it be perfume or your makeup, shampoo, lotion, all of those things. Um, can we avoid antibiotics, Is, you know, unless we absolutely need it, right? There's a time and place for all those medications. Um, but antibiotics are going to wipe out all the good and bad bacteria. Mm. Um, if you do do them, right, making sure you're getting back those beneficial bacteria. But there's some protocols for that. Um, and then, of course, the things we always talk about, avoiding the seed oils, the sugars, right? For a lot of people, dairy and gluten are a great place to start right? To see if those affect you um, and seeing if that's the the root cause for, again, for some people. And so we want to start seeing, okay, what's the trigger, right? Whether it be the stress that, again, most people, that's where it starts. Number two, the, the food, the chemicals, the environmental triggers, those things. Beautiful. Beautiful. And what, one of the things that uh, came to me when you were talking about was the products what if there are irritative products mm -hmm. that we have in our household what should we be using what do we suggest in terms of like our cleaning our makeup so on and so forth mm -hmm. yeah so our our blog and our instagram are a good resource for that we've, we've posted all over the place what our alternatives are um but things like for our laundry instead of tied laundry soap our favorite brands, Branch Basics. That's a good, broad, sweeping brand to use for so many different things in your house, whether mm -hmm. it be surface cleaner, floor cleaner, toilet cleaner, the mirrors, laundry, dish soap. I use it for all of that. So Branch uh, Basics is our, one of our favorite brands. Makeup, right? There's a couple of different cleaner brands out there. I love Beauty Counter, for example. Um, and so start with the things that, like when you run out of something, contact us. We actually have a whole, it's called the Proclivity approved products. We have a whole list and depending on what you need, let us know and we can give you some options. And so slowly over time, start swapping those things out, but think one, what do I use daily? Right. That's a mm. big one. So daily, because that's going to affect you the most. So start looking there first. Mm. 
And with with this reduction in, in allergies, of course, addressing our stress, sleep, so on and so forth, it's going to reduce inflammation. This body's going to be able to manage these these histamines a little more. What about foods? What are the foods that we should be having? Say somebody is we're rolling into springtime and and they're getting the runny nose and the so on and so forth. Is there any foods that we can be taking instead of, you know, hitting the medications that are going to help reduce those symptoms? Yeah, for sure. So uh, prebiotics and probiotics, right? So for some people who have that histamine intolerance or what some people call mast cell activation, definitely want to figure out if you have that first. But if not, then the probiotics, because probiotics can trigger that. Um, but prebiotics and probiotics, again, are going to help our gut be more diversified and help boost our immune system. So those are first and foremost. But mm. then we can also look to local honey. I'm sure a lot of people have heard of that. The reason being is that exposure to more microbes, right? Especially the local part being, oh, it's all the plants and flowers and things that are in our area. Through the honey, we get that exposure. And over time, if we have it daily, little by little, our immune system builds up to that and can help fight that off and not feel like it's a foreign invader. And mm. then bone broth or gelatin and collagen, right? Because if you do have some gut issues going on, at least those can help, you know, help soothe our gut in the meantime. Um, and there's so many good little um, micronutrients in there that are going to help in general. And so those would be the top things. If you're interested in dairy, raw milk or raw cheese is going to bode well for most people because it has some of those micro, the healthy bacteria in there. Um, and it's going to digest better. So if you do have a dairy sensitivity, it's worth trying some raw milk to see if that fits for you. And that's going to depend. I mean, in, we know in Nevada, we, there's some raw, raw dairy laws. And so we can't actually get it here mm -hmm. in Nevada. We have to go over the border to California. Darn it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> hey man, I'm going to head over to the border and give me some raw milk and raw cheese. You want in? <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it, I mean, joking aside, it's unfortunate. Um, hopefully that can change in the future, but yep, that's how you do it. And when we're talking about prebiotics and probiotics, what are the foods that we should be having that have prebiotics and yeah, probiotics? Good question. Yeah. So plants, plant material is where like, if you wanted to start broadly, um, but specifically for prebiotics, things like, um, potatoes, squashes, um, cooked and cooled potatoes, even right. Or even for some people, rice cooked and cooled rice that creates a resistant starch which is like a prebiotic. Um, so just think fruits and veggies, right? That's the easiest place to start for people. Um, gotcha. there are more specific ones. You can literally research it, but in general, that's going to be your best start. Mm -hmm. Probiotic rich foods, super important that not a lot of people get things like sauerkraut, kimchi, Kefir, yogurt, right? Yogurt with actual added probiotics to it. Some actually don't have that, oddly enough. Hmm. So check the ingredient label that you see probiotics added to the ingredients. Hmm. How often should we be having prebiotics and probiotics? Prebiotics? For most people, daily, right? There's research hmm. showing that up four to six to, uh, ex doses of each a day actually helps improve your, your gut. But for some people, again, if you're having, say you have like a kombucha or sauerkraut and you have a reaction, like you have to go to the bathroom or any of the reactions or symptoms we mentioned before, mm -hmm. again, that might be a sign that you have a, a buildup of histamine and you may need to actually avoid those for a bit while you figure out that root cause. 
So for some people, it might be like once a week if you have some some reactions. But for most, we want a daily exposure to both prebiotics and probiotics. Gotcha. Gotcha. So this is working it in from the from the root, right? We're coming inside. Is there anything that you do for allergies to soothe those symptoms outside of ingesting anything? I I use like a neti pot. Like I flush my, I flush my nose when I start getting real, you know, I feel like I'm blowing my nose all the time. I'll hit the neti pot to get that deep kind of saline mm-hmm. swish out. And I found that to help. Is there anything that you use essential oils or anything else for? There, I mean, there are little things you can experiment with. It's going to be totally different depending on the person though. Right. And to me, I think of, okay, well, what are some known triggers for me? Right. Can I just keep things simple for that day? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think of like, am I getting my rest? Am I eating the foods I know make my gut feel good? Right. Maybe I do need to fast for a few hours. Um, so it's very person dependent, but I love that idea of the neti pot, taking a shower to clear your systems out. What mm-hmm. can you do to help you go to the bathroom and have a bowel movement? Can you sweat a little bit, right. To help those detox pathways. You think sauna would help? Mm-hmm. Oh Yeah. It's huge. It's a, that's a, one of the main reasons I use. I have a red light sauna. It's uh, really helpful, the the red light for your immune system. And then, like I said, sweating is a detox pathway. Mm. What about getting into the river when it's 30 degrees? I think that'll help. <laughs> that does help actually too. <laughs> um, a little cold exposure does boost your immune system function. So, yes. <laughs> Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sunshine, cold exposure, hot exposure, mm. being in nature, eating what nature gives us. Sunshine, yep. Interesting. You can call us hippie, hippity dippity if you want. <laughs> Maybe you don't even know what hippity dippity is. But at the same it time, it works and we're pros. We know what we're doing. You're more than welcome to join us. We'd love for you to join us. Join the growing Proclivity alumni. We're getting bigger and bigger. And sooner or later, guess what? We're taking over the world. Anywho, we'll talk about that in another episode. (laughs) So let's leave them, Emily, with our top three. What are the top three things? We've talked about a lot of things today. We talked about allergies. We talked about the symptoms of it, where they're coming from seasonal allergies, also allergies that we're eating, what's going on with the gut, how to be able to help heal the gut by looking at different things such as stress and fiber, prebiotics, probiotics, so on and so forth. We've taken a look at environmental things that could be causing rashes and other allergic reactions. We've talked about replacing those things. What are our top three? If, if, People are dealing with allergies, whether it's rashes or nose or stomach or inflammation. What are our top three things they can go after right now? Yeah. Number one, first and foremost, is the prioritization of sleep and stress management. And it can be the surface level of that stress management of like, okay, let's have more fun in our day. Let's get outside more. Let's breathe better. Let's um, do something that makes us laugh, surround ourselves with better people, right? Do the things we love. But on the deeper level, I challenge everyone listening, this is what most people don't do, is to dive in deeper. Like, hey, where is my stress coming from? Can I be more aware when Mm -hmm. I am anxious or stressed? 
right? And that's something that we love to dive into, especially Joel. Um, so give mm -hmm. us a call. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's great. Um, so that's first and foremost, right? Becoming more aware of where that stress is coming and building up from and how can we let uh, release it, move, uh, move in it and move through it. Um, and that's different for everyone. So that's first and foremost. Number two, figure out your gut triggers, right? If you're having gut issues or maybe you don't even realize it, but hey, start paying attention. Am I having a bowel movement every day? Um, is my stomach bloated? Do I have acid reflux? These are all signs that something's going on with your gut. And we need to figure out what those triggers are, whether it be food, mm. chemicals, um, those infections, dysbiosis, right? But if we start with the stress first, sometimes that is solved by mm. just managing the stress. <laughs> Number three is uh, paying attention to the quality of our foods and getting a variety of foods. Um, so again, prebiotics, probiotics for the variety and the quality being, Hey, can we avoid the seed oils and get the organic stuff, get the grass fed meat? Um, can we avoid sugar and corn and soy and can we minimize or avoid alcohol as well? And if I were to add, I'd want to add a fourth one. <laughs> well, go for it. Minimize antibiotics and, uh, expose yourself to more healthy bacteria, right? Get your hands in the dirt, go to the river, the lake, um, pet dogs and animals, right? All those little things that will expose us to more and help build our immune system. So you're saying for all those people out there that love to kiss their dogs on the lips, they're doing, yeah. they're doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah, I believe so. Are you, <laughs> are you a dog kisser? Uh, only with my dogs, but not really like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I'm, I'm not going to even. <laughs> yes. You see, we're getting a real anxious and nervous right now because we were putting her on the spot. I don't know. Emily might be a dog kisser. I have two dogs I love. Um, I, I will kiss a dog on its forehead. Like, yeah, like a little child. Like, Yeah, I was just going to say I like their ears. So that's true. Uh, I definitely like your dog's ears. <laughs> They're the softest. German German short-haired pointers. They got the softest mm -hmm. little ears. Mm -hmm. yeah. Anywho, for all the other people that love mouthing their <laughs> dogs, good for you. You're getting all the microbiome <laughs> and whatever they're licking, mm -hmm. whatever they're licking. I would be careful of their paws um, and mouth, but yes, in general, petting their the tops of them is <laughs> a safe bet. <laughs> Pet lick hand, pet lick hand. I want to be careful of what we say here. <laughs> yeah, we got to be careful. We got to be careful. We love dogs and we even love people who mouth their dogs. Um, if that's your thing, go for it. You guys, thank you so much for joining us today on the Proclivity Podcast. Talked about allergies. If you guys have questions about allergies or anything else, feel free to reach out to us, Joel at Proclivity.co or Emily at Proclivity.co. You can also go to our Instagram at proclivity.co. Emily, anything else? No, if you have any questions, reach out. We're happy to help. We are happy to help. Even if you're a mouth licker. <laughs> you guys, thanks again for joining us. And until we meet again, Emily? Best day ever. Best day ever. Emily, if I gave you a million dollars and you couldn't spend it on anyone else, you had to spend it on yourself, 
but you only had 24 hours to spend it. You couldn't invest it. There is no compounding investment here. What would you buy? You have a million dollars. Got to buy it today. Can't be like a compound. Oh, I'll, I'll put it into a IRO that has a 6% return. What about property? Nope. <laughs> I'd want to buy property on a river, but if it, that's not an option. That's not an option. That's a, that's a that's a tough one. I mean, we're talking reckless ridiculousness. Mm, that's hard for me because I've moved away from a lot of that. <laughs> Understood. That's why I'm asking the hard question. Uh, I'd want to think on this more, but what first comes to mind is I keep thinking like house stuff. Um, yep, nope. <laughs> can I get like a coach and or like a million dollar coach? Yes, you can hire me yeah. and I'll be your million dollar coach. <laughs> like a personal assistant, someone to help teach me everything, <laughs> cook, how to deal with trauma, how <laughs> yes. clean the house. Yes. But then I think I would become less happy with some of those things, right? Hmm. This is hard. That's this a is, good question. Welcome to Emily's mind. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, can I hire a designer for my Heck house? Yeah, you can. Yeah, of course. Yes. Yes. Someone to organize and design everything. Cool. Even great. if you hired the best, that would probably be fifty thousand dollars. You still have okay. a lot of money to spend. Nine hundred <laughs> five ninety five hundred thousand dollars still left. <sighs> really tough i just want i think of all things house backyard where is it all, all the things you can tell what would Emily's you do very, you know I need exactly some ideas. what i would do i do i i i drew it out in austin texas yeah you said no property can nope. we can we fly places try, try again remember what i drew out oh the private airplane <laughs> damn right <laughs> i would buy a jet that had proclivity on the side. Okay, that's a good one. Million dollars. We'll get a small little private jet that, oh, you want to go to Montana? Cool. Hey, Johnny. Let me do, 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 do. Pilot Johnny. Yeah, will you get our jet ready? Okay, I can get down with that. <laughs> Wherever you want to go. You want to get some sunshine? Hey, Johnny, fire up the jet. <laughs> okay, I like it. You want a jet too now? Yeah. Okay. We got two jets. Since we have $2 million because we both got Wish, <laughs> we got two jets. What color is your jet? Mm. It's the color of the clouds. So you can't see us. Blue. Blue and white. Ooh, blue and white. It's like sky camo. Yeah. I just made that up. I would go opposite and this makes sense, <laughs> right? You guys, <laughs> Emily's like, I'm going to blend in. I'm like... Make it turquoise orange so everyone knows when the proclivity plane is taking off. <laughs> and it has sparkles on it. So it hits you just right. And it's like a disco ball in, in the air, air where everybody's like, whoa, what is those lights? Oh, Emily and Joel are taking off again. Yep, we sure are. Or, or Emily, you know what I'd buy for a million dollars? I would buy a billboard. Oh, I am not surprised. I would create my own billboard, <laughs> own sign, and we would just be on the, the side of 580 for the rest of our lives. And we get to put whatever we want up there, right? Mm -hmm. Us just mouthing dogs. 
I'm so curious who's still listening and yeah. thinking about mouthing dogs and billboards. <laughs> They're, they're so glad that they're continuing to listen. You guys, if this, if you listen to this, what would you do with a million dollars? Put it in a review. The first person who reviews it and puts in what they would use with the, or do with their million dollars, we'll send you a free box of element, whatever kind that you want. Take a screenshot of it and send it to our Instagram page, proclivity.co or email it to us at Joel at proclivity.co or Emily at proclivity.co. And you get a free box of element. Yeah. That's how we do. We appreciate okay. it. <laughs> to- toodles. Bye.